0: I appreciate Pastor Beckett for the invitation Uh, and when he gave me a call that I need to come down but he's off to Malawi, I was quite uh, puzzled that uh, he's inviting me but he's going out to Malawi, but I thought it is a vote of confidence that you can minister even when I'm not there. Amen. We live during a time where it is not easy to get visiting ministers. Because of isms that have emerged in the message. Uh, But I'm one person that believes that no other star will outshine the star of the age. So, William Brenham, William Miron Brenham, is still the prophet on the stage. And all the ministers must operate under him. We are not colleagues, we are not on par with William Brenham. He is the star of the age. So this morning, rest assured, whatever I say, it will be what the prophet says. Uh, you don't need to be on the edge of your seat. <laughs> Amen. I appreciate to see Brother Joseph Latola and Sister Latola. They were such a blessing. The other time they were up there for our convention, they were a blessing indeed. Amen. Let us just go to the reading of the words appreciate you see Brother Edward McLaren. Amen. He texted me, says, I'm in Cape Town. I said, now I've got a support from the inland people. <laughs> Amen. Let's turn to the book of Luke. The chapter will be the 17th chapter. And then we'll read from verse 26 until the 30th verse. That's Luke 17th from the 26th chapter to the 30th chapter. Maybe you may read after me. It's just to make sure that those that never got a chance to read the Bible, they are able to do so. (laughs) Amen. I'll read you. You'll repeat after me. And as it was in the days of Noah... Amen. I will read, then you read after me. They did it. They They drank. They married wives. They were given in marriage marriage. until the day that Noah entered the ark. ark. And the flood came came and and destroyed them all. Likewise also, as it was in the days of Lot, They did eat, they they drank, they they bought, they they sold, they they planted, they they built it. it. But the same day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven heaven, and and destroyed them all. Even thus shall it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. And Brother Brenham says, that day is this day. Amen. Let's bow his Gracious Heavenly Father, this morning I am reporting for duty. I don't depend on my intellect. I don't depend on my eloquence. I'm depending solemnly on your spirit. May the Holy Spirit take over and minister to the needs of your people. Dear God, I'm standing here this morning as a vessel through which you will speak. The glorification should not be of the vessel. It should be of thee, dear God. And Heavenly Father, we have come with great expectations. May you minister to our needs. Dear God, we are the bride of Jesus Christ. We only feed on nothing but the weight. Psychology will never take us into the rapture. Education will never take us into the rapture. Traditions will never take us into the rapture. It will take an unaltered weight of the living God to bring a body change. The prophet says that this weight will defeat Satan anywhere, anytime, and under any condition. Dear God, I'm glad that in the end time you have armed us with the weight. We can face Satan and say it is written. I don't care what we are going through. According to the script, when all is said and done, we are coming out of this generation as victors. Dear God, it was pre-planned. The bride will be an invincible army. Nothing will defeat us. We will conquer every spirit in the end time. Our young people will conquer every spirit in the end time. Married people will conquer every spirit in the end time. Ministers under the umbrella of the message will conquer every spirit in the end time. We are not shaken in any way. That's why we committed the reading of the way to you. Circumcise my lips. Circumcise their ears. We commit everything to the operation of the Holy Spirit as we commit everything to you in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Amen. God bless you richly as you take the comfort of your seats. Amen. Now, normally when, when somebody is not known and is to meet a group of engineers, the first thing that engineers would listen is to because every profession has got their own language. So they call it a, ja- a jargon. So an engineer that is introduced to other engineers, they would listen to whether he speaks the engineering language. Uh, if he just speaks a, a generic language, they begin to doubt whether he's really a bona fide engineer. The same thing with doctors, if they were to introduce a doctor to other doctors, they would listen to the language, whether it is a medical language. Now, this morning as I stand here, I understand that you speak the language of the bride. So I must be very careful that I speak the language of the bride. How many believe we've got our own language? Amen. We've got certain words that cannot even be found in a dictionary but we use them among ourselves. I was talking to certain people, I said, if a minister under the message, preaches the message, and maybe you bring a gentleman that has got a PhD in linguistics, and he understands English, he would not be an interpreter, because what we speak is English, but it's not English. It is the heavenly language. It's a prophetic language. Amen. So I hope it will be a blessing this morning. I want to speak on the authority of the Son of Man ministry. The authority of the Son of Man ministry. Authority, brother, or the dictionary says, it is the power to enforce obedience or legal right or the ability to control. I believe that this ministry in the end time will enforce obedience on any spirit in the end time that would want to cause a rampage. What I'm simply saying, the solution for all the problems that we face in the end time can only be found in the message of the hour. (laughs) This message is the answer in the end time. It is the only thing that brings Satan under subjection. Do you believe that this morning? Brother Brenham says, in the message, you'll bear with me, I'll quote, so that I built my foundation. In the message, the end-time evangelism, paragraph 135, he says, the end-time messenger and message should meet with end-time conditions. He says, don't you think so? He says, this message could not have been preached 40 years ago. No, the end-time message and messenger has got to meet. Back there in them days they had, it probably wouldn't have worked, but it's, it's got to cope with end time conditions. So that means uh, there must be end time conditions, there must be an end time messenger, there must be an end time message, and the end time message will meet the end time conditions. Wow. What does it mean? It means in the end time there is nothing, that is going to defeat the bride of Jesus Christ. Why? It's not because we've got better intellect. It is because we are operating under the banner of the message of the hour. Mother, bear with me. I don't know, I I, I don't care how much this drug trafficking, this message is the best remedy for your children in the end time. Because the prophet said the weight will defeat Satan anyway. Anytime and under any condition. So I'm, I'm, I'm assured that we are not going to be defeated in any way. Now, we have to acknowledge the fact that the message has been under attack in recent times. And, and those that have attacked the message, they have never brought anything as a substitute because they know there is nothing that can substitute the message. They can attack, but they will not say this one is better because they know there is nothing better except the message of the hour. Now, in the message, what is the attraction on the mountain? Paragraph 35. Brother Brenham says, but in the midst of all of it, through every age and every prophet that had been and would be, there's going to be a certain amount of people that's predestinated to hear that message and they will follow it. Are you here, folks? There will be a certain number of people that are predestinated to hear that message. So, what, what we are simply saying, we, we, we are not in the business of conversing for people to believe in the message. The message is here to identify its own, the message is here to find the people of its own. Those that reject it, they were never predestined to believe it, but those that were predestined to believe it, they will believe it, and they will follow this messenger for the rest of their lives. And at this moment, I can say I'm glad I'm one of them. Uh, Folks, there are certain people that will never leave this message. No matter what, they are here to stay until the rapture. No matter how much criticism this message is subjected to, there are certain people that have reached a point of no return. Hallelujah. Now, he continues in the same message. He says, those ignore the crowds. That means there's going to be crowds that are going to come against the message, but there are people that are predestinated to ignore the crowds. They will ignore the criticism of the unbeliever. They have no argument with them. They've got one thing to do. That's to believe and to get every bit of it they can. And soak it in like Mary who sat at the feet of Jesus. I don't care how many critics are there. There are people that are going to ignore the critics. Hallelujah. There are people that are going to ignore the crowds. They will stick with the messenger. During easier times and during the difficult times. Hallelujah. Now... Brother Brenham says something here in the message, The Anointed Ones at the End Time, paragraph 263. He says there is three things we are going to say before we close. I'm not closing. (laughs) (laughs) Amen. This is it. I want you to listen real close. He says three things. Remember, three things have been fulfilled. Three things lay before you right now. First, the world is in sodom condition. Folks, the world the world is in a sodom condition. There's absolutely nothing that you can do to save the world. It will go deeper and deeper into the sodomic condition. But I'm glad that the message is here to call out the predestinated people. They will not be part of the sodomic condition. Are you still with me? It says, Jesus said it would happen. Look at the perversion: Our women trying to act like men. And our men trying to act like women. Sissified. Rotten. Filthy. down, Devil possessed. And don't even know it. The Bible said it would happen. That's where it's at. So we agree that the world is in Sodom condition. It says, secondly, it's in that hour according to the scripture here, that Janice and Jambres appear. So, as the world is in a sodomic condition, but there is another religious activity, and in that religious activity, you see the same spirit of Janice and Jambres will re emerge Are you still with me? Remember, being religious doesn't mean you are spiritual. You can be religious without being spiritual. Are you are you with me? Brother Brahma said the most dangerous spirit, it is a religious spirit. So we are not called to be religious. We are called to, to be spiritual. Being spiritual is higher than being religious. Are you still with me? And while it here, while I speak about the spirit, the religious spirit, let me point it to you. We are not Pentecostals. Come on, message, believers. We are not Pentecostals. You see, the danger, we thought that denomination refers just to an organization. But as well, there is a spirit behind denomination. Denominationalism It's a spirit. And it can even follow you when you are in the message ranks. And uh, we are beginning to see within message ranks, a certain spirit of Pentecostalism is beginning to emerge within, Pentecost- within the message cycles. And that is why I'm saying we are not Pentecostals. We are higher than Pentecostal. We've got nothing to admire from the Pentecostal world. Are you still with me? There are two enemies to the message of the hour. It is intellectualism and as well as Pentecostalism. We are not called to be intellectuals. We are not called to be Pentecostal. We are called to be the bride of Jesus Christ. maybe let me put it this way the only premise for the rapture it is in the message of the hour outside the message of the hour there is no promise of a body change and actually outside the message of the hour there is no true baptism of the Holy Ghost you can tell me that so and so is being used by God being used of God doesn't mean that you are of God you can be used of God and still not be of God Uh, are you here with me? Now, let's put it this way. Let's put it this way. We, we are not Pentecostals. And I, I begin to see... Uh, uh, we, we've got great preachers on the Pentecostal scene. T.D. Jakes, Joel Osteen. But their messages have got no promise of a body change. They can be great speakers. They can entertain you better. But after the entertainment, there is no promise of a body change. There is only one ministry in the end time. And I understand what I'm checking up. There is only one ministry. Not many, one ministry that has a promise of a body change. And that ministry, is a ministry of Malachi 4. Without Malachi 4, there is no promise of the rapture. And actually, maybe I can just give an analogy. I had my phone. And my phone gave me a bit of a problem. I just couldn't figure out what was happening. It had frozen. And I thought I tried everything that I could try. And later, I took it somewhere to a certain gentleman. And I said, my phone is giving me a problem. He said, if you have tried everything that you could try and it still doesn't come right, there is an option that you need to go onto your cell phone. There is an option where you can reset settings to factory settings. Anybody says, "Be careful because when you do that, it is going to erase some apps. It is going to erase a certain contacts. But the beauty about it is that you are going to have your handset restored to the way you got it from the manufacturer. When he explained that to me, I said, "Glory be to God." And he said, "What are you talking about?" Then it dawned on me that on the message of the hour, we have put our personal apps. Hallelujah. <laughs> That have not that have made the message not to be as functional as we got it from the creator. And I said there is a need in message cycles. So go back and press system restore. Let the message go back to the way it was given to us. But here is something dangerous. When you do that, you lose certain contacts. Hallelujah. The, the, but however, you are getting the message back to the original fall. When you do that, you move from certain camps. Uh, are you still with me? He says the first thing in the world is in Sodom condition. The second thing is in that hour, according to the scripture here, that Janus and Jambres appear. Thirdly, it's in that same hour that the Son of Man is to be revealed. So that means there are active, three activities. The world is in Sodom condition, unbeliever. It is in that hour that Janice and Jambres appear. What is happening? Make believer. And in that hour, it says, thirdly, it is in that same hour that the Son of Man is to be revealed. Folks, let me put it this way. You will never know this son of man without a son of man. It takes a son of man to introduce this son of man. Without it the son of man, you will never get to know this son of man. It doesn't matter how clever you were. You would have never known that the Messiah was on the scene unless John introduces the Messiah. And let's put it this way. John had uh, such difficulty. Because John, remember, Mary and, and Elizabeth were cousins. And that means John and Jesus grew up together. They crawled together. Hallelujah. They, they must have from time to time because they were six months apart. Maybe Jesus even took over certain clothes of John. And when they grew up, John later entered the ministry. And the theme of his ministry was, I'm here to introduce the Messiah. And he called, he disrupted the religious order of the day. And told the people to come out of their churches. Because I'm going to introduce the Messiah. And he says, I don't even know who is that Messiah. But I am going to introduce the Messiah. Hallelujah. Now later... The promise was that he that you see the spirit descending upon, that one is the one. Now John, while he was looking, then the spirit came down in the form of a doll. And he came on top of his cousin. And John now had to introduce the cousin. But throughout his ministry, he said, I don't know him. Ah, the critics of today that have left the message of the hour were going to have a problem with that. They were going to say, here John lied, that he doesn't know who the Messiah is. But look, today he's introducing his cousin. This is a family affair. Let me tell you something. When God calls his seed, he is unapologetic. Because the predestinated sin will see beyond that. Can we imagine now, after so many years, you said, I don't know him. And john was right if you're spiritual he knew the body but he did not know that he that sent him was going to come into the tabernacle called his cousin hallelujah he only knew when he was coming and said this is my beloved son in whom i'm pleased to dwell in. then from that time john knew that i played with jesus but this jesus is more than a cousin this Jesus is the tabernacle that the Lord shall suddenly come to. Come on, message believers. How many people would have remained in church? Brothers, after the meeting, brothers will be there really talking to each other. But you remember, brother, get the tape that he, where he preached on such and such day. Listen to the tape He says he doesn't know who the Messiah is. But today, he says, now, the cousin is the Messiah. Brother, you've got to be predestinated to remain in that church. I'm just showing you, calling, believing in God, you don't have to be risen into. Because if you are risen into believing in God, somebody will reason you out. Amen. Now, Brother Brenham speaks about something here in the message, The Token, paragraph 73. You'll bear with me when I quote too much. I'm the kind of minister that loves to hide behind quotations. It is much safer there. Amen. Ah, that if after church somebody pulls me out, I say, isn't what the quotation said?" If I dare say my own thing, I've got nowhere else to hide. Let me say the token, paragraph 73. Brother Branham says, Now, when, when you see signs, paragraph 73, he preached this on the 8th of March 1964. He says, now, when you see signs going on, and no message behind it, just the same old school of theology, and on down, that wasn't from God. We live during a time where people are looking for signs and wonders. But your prophet says, if you see signs and wonders, but there is no message behind it, it is not of God. Are you with me? That means this morning, if a man comes and prays for a person that is wheelchair-bound, and the person walks out of a wheelchair. And later, the same person that prayed for a person that was on the wheelchair baptizes people in the name of Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Despite the miracles having occurred, the mere fact that there is still old theology behind that science and wonders, it is not of God. Uh, Are you with me? Uh, That is why we are not just being called if somebody comes and prays for the sick and they get healed still it doesn't prove anything to the bride the bride will still want to know what you believe because why gifts and callings are without repentance are are, are you with me? so that, that means the bride will never be attracted by signs and wonders they are looking beyond signs and wonders Why? Because what? Their DNA, their DNA makes them to believe in the weight. The Bible says, "In the beginning was the weight. The weight was with God, and the weight was God." And brother Brandon, in your message, it is the rising of the sun. He says, "The bride and the groom were never separated. The only time they were separated, it was on the cross." He says they have always been together. What does it mean? In the beginning was the weight. That means the bride was part of that weight. The weight was with God. The bride was part of that. The weight was God. The bride was part of that. Then the weight was made flesh. The bride was part of that. Then on the cross, when that Roman soldier pierced by his side, we were separated. Yes, something beautiful. When Jesus was around, you could not see us. But we were there. Because Jesus veiled us. In the end time, you cannot see Jesus. But he is here. We are returning the favor as he veiled us. Today, we are veiling him. Folks, this morning, I'm unapologetic. Because I know the message will call you its own people. Let me put it this way. If If Toyota Corolla if the Toyota manufacturer recalls a certain make of their car and say, you need to bring it back for whatever reason, you cannot take your BMW Toyota. Why? Because they don't know it. Are you still with me? If your car get lost, you can't go to a tracker. If you have never taken your car to a tracker before, there must be an, a, an equipment. That they must have installed in the car. So your car is lost. But we are going to trace it. They will open the computer and look. And on the screen, it will show where it is. Are you still with me? So God is not looking for the people that he was never with. God is looking for the people that he has always been with. That is why the message of the hour, it is a product recall. And what is the gadget that we're using to do a product recall? In the beginning was the weight. The weight was with God, and the weight was God, and the weight was made flesh. This morning the weight will attract the material of its own. I don't care where they are, this message will find them. Are you still with me? I I said, there is the language of the bride. And when I speak about the authority of this son of man ministry, let me put it this way. Where have you ever had a minister? In the entire history of the gospel, where a man comes on the platform and he says, I take every spirit under my control. What a bold statement. Uh, Come on. Every spirit. Under my control. Not under God's control. He says under my control. Hallelujah. That that shows you the authority. Of the ministry of this son of man. Where, Where have you ever heard. In the history of the gospel. Where a man. Says to a widow, in the name of Jesus Christ, I give you, your children. Amen. Uh, 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 hallelujah. Yeah. What was happening in the end time? For a man to speak in the manner that William Brenham spoke. William Branham was not just a preacher. Was not just an evangelist. He, he, he was the vessel. That God indwelled. And when you doubt William Brenham, you will never believe in God. At uh, this one I will say it. If you doubt William Brenham, you will never believe in God. Amen. Listen to him in that message when he comes to preach the unveiling of God. He says, my subject this morning is to reveal or unveil that God. What a subject. My subject is not to talk. My subject this morning. It is to unveil. That God. That means he knew. Where God was veiled. He knew what was the veil of God. Oh, hallelujah. Now this language. Never stumbled. The bride of Jesus Christ. Because they understand the heavenly language. Are you still with me? Folks, I will give, I've given this example elsewhere. You would never, if somebody comes to you and gives you a banana that is unpeeled, are you going to eat it? You're going to be very suspicious. You are really going to doubt, is it really a real banana? Because a banana must have peels. So that you take the banana and unpeel it. Hallelujah! William Meron Brenham was the pill that covered the banana. I'm speaking analogically here. But the bride of Jesus Christ, they knew that this is a banana. But we must unpeel the banana. Hallelujah. William Brenham was the veil that veiled the deity of God in the end time. But the bride of Jesus Christ was able to go beyond the skin that came from Charles and Ella Brenham and knew that behind the skin is none other than the almighty God Folks, the reason we are still remaining many years after William Brenham is taken off the sea is because we saw something higher than the human form of William Brenham are you still with me? that angel that was with william brenham will be in every meeting where this message is preached genuinely Uh, this one i believe it 100 percent any area where this message is preached genuinely hallelujah and it is believed genuinely that angel of the lord shall be there and this morning, this morning, allow me the liberty to announce to you that that same angel that was in every meeting where William Brennan ministered, this morning, this morning, he's not in America. He's right here at Bible Tower Naked. Hallelujah. Do you believe that, folks? Yeah. That is why we will never go back. Yeah. The minister will move forward. Yeah. Are you still with me? Yeah. I, I, I'm still on this prophetic language. William Brenham comes. He, he tries to speak to the church about, he says to the church, I'm, I'm going to read quotation, remain with me. He, he's showing the church that there is a difference between the appearing and the coming of the Lord. Are you still with me? L- look, don't go to your dictionary. This doesn't require a dictionary. This is a prophetic language. You cannot say, oh, he appears, that means he's coming. It is not as simplistic as you put it that way. Are you still with me? Allow me the liberty to read this quotation here. In the message, Convince, then Consent. Listen to the sequence of dates. He preached this on the 21st of May, 1962. Convince, then Consent, paragraph 31. He says, there is a big difference... It is not a subliminal difference. It is a big difference between the sign of the Jesus appearing than Jesus coming. These are two different ways, mean two different things, the appearing of the Lord and the coming of the Lord. Now, the appearing of the Lord is now. Check the day, the 21st of May, 1962. It says the appearing of the Lord is now. It says now the appearing of the Lord is now. When he's appearing in his people, his spirit working among them, proving that it's him with them, getting them ready for the rapture, for the coming of the Lord to catch away his bride. He's telling you that the appearing, it is a preparation for the coming. But the appearing is not the uh, coming. The coming and the appearing is totally different things. Oh, stay with me. You're going to enjoy it. Now, he comes again. Now, it is on the 11th of June, 1962. In the message, it is, I, be not afraid, paragraph 81. He says, you know, there is a difference between the appearing of Christ and the coming of Christ. These are two different words all together. He is appearing now in his church. 11th of June, 1962. We see him. We know it's him. It's the Holy Spirit. We know it is. Are you still with me? Yeah. Then he comes again in the message from that time. Uh, the reason I'm bringing quotation, at least you take one quotation and run with it. Never build a doctrine around one uh, quotation. There must be continuity and consistency. Are you still with me? If there are ministers here, I need to encourage you. Preparing for the message takes more than going on computer and punching keywords on the table. That's laziness. You're going to miss the context. You must check what he said before that and what he said after that. And for you to know that, read the whole book. In the message from that time, preach this on the 13th of July. The first one, it was May. The second one, it was June. Now he's in July. He says from that time, 102. He says, how many know There is a difference between the appearing of Christ and the coming of Christ. It's two different things. Two different ways. Now is the appearing. The coming will soon be. Now is the appearing. But the coming will soon be. He is appearing in the midst of us. Doing the works that he once did in his church. What was the work? Science and wonders. Went with the appearing, but he says this is leading us to the coming. Are you still with me? Yes, I know. In your city, you say, but then what happened at Ohio River? Oh, if there is a message question, there must be a message answer. I'm not yet to speak my ideas in the message, the anointed ones at the end time, he's answering you. Paragraph 269 he says, I wasn't the one that appeared. Down on the river. He doesn't say, I'm not the one that came down. He says, I'm not the one that appeared on the river. I was only standing there when he appeared. And he told you there is a difference between the coming and the appearing. Then he said, Ohio River, he appeared. But now we are looking for his coming. Hallelujah. Now, listen to William Brennan. He comes on the platform. This is in the message from that time. Paragraph 102 in 1962. He's got ministers on the platform. He turns around. He says, I am not an apostle. He says, I am not a teacher. I am not an evangelist. He says, but my ministry is a different ministry from a pastor or a teacher. What was William Branham doing? He was speaking to the bride that I've got a fivefold ministry here but I am not their equals. I'm not a, an evangelist, I'm not a pastor, I'm not a teacher. You can debate with an evangelist, you can debate with a pastor, but you can never debate with the prophet of the age. Are you here? He said, my ministry is a different ministry from a pastor, or a teacher. I am not. And if I say things wrong, brethren, forgive me. Hey. Brother, have you ever seen when you are an employee and you've got your colleagues? You know when you've got your colleagues, you cover for each other. When you are late, then they they cover up for you. But imagine if the management calls you aside and tells you that in two months' time, we are going to appoint you in your manager's role. Just don't tell everything is between us and you. Now, if you used to prolong lunch, they hear you saying to them, hey, we need to get back at work. Then they say, no, but the manager is not there. Then they hear you, maybe you are speaking about how poorly paid you were. They begin to hear you say, We may be poorly paid, but but, uh, let us appreciate that we've got jobs. Why? It's because you have received a secret message that has brought a status change. And the people don't know what you are going through. So, William Brenham, he knew, I'm not part of the fivefold ministry. But now. He wants to speak in parables. And he knew that the bride will read between the lines. He said, my ministry is a different ministry from a pastor or a teacher. I'm not. If I say things wrong, brethren, forgive me. I don't mean it. But this is my ministry. To declare him that he is here. Hallelujah. So, you can never know that he's here. Until William Branham announces to you that he's here. Are you still with me? I hope we are together here. Now, Revelation 10 verse 1. It says, I saw another mighty angel come down, not appear come down from heaven clothed with a cloud and a rainbow was upon his head and his face was as it were the sun and his feet as the pillars of fire are you still with me now brother Branham comes in the seals in the message the bridge paragraph 41 he says when the seals are broken and the mystery is revealed down comes the angel Now down comes an angel, the messenger Christ, setting his foot upon the land and upon the sea with a rainbow over his head. Now remember, the seventh angel is on the earth at the time of this coming. Hear me out. The mere fact that William Brennan was taken off the sea. He would have never left the sea. Until the mighty angel comes down. Because when he comes down, the seven angel must be on the earth. Come on. When a king comes down, there must be a chief of protocol. That receives the king. When the president comes into the country, there must be chief of protocol that goes to the airport to wait for this president. And when he comes, he doesn't come through the normal terminals. He comes through secret terminals. The only people that will know that the president is coming through the airport are those that are connected to the chief of protocol. William Branham in the end time, he was the chief of the protocol. And we are connected to the chief of the protocol. Yeah. Then he comes because he doesn't want the denomination to catch what is happening. He cannot come out clearly and say, This is what is happening. He begins to change the titles of the spoken way. He says look. He says when somebody says look. That means they see something. That you don't see. And they want you to see it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He comes before the church. He says. Greater than Solomon. Is here. He comes before the church. He said Christ is the mystery of God revealed. He comes before the church. He says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He comes before the church. He says who is this Melchizedek? Not who was. Who is this Melchizedek? Hallelujah. What was happening? He was telling the bride. Hallelujah. To read between the lines. That there is somebody. In the mess. When he preached the seventh sea, He said maybe now. It may be the time. For me to leave. You for good. And if it is. I am not worthy. To untie his shoelace. If it is. Let me decrease. Let him increase. What was happening? He was introducing somebody. Now he doesn't tell you about the appearing. Now he tells you about the coming. The seventh seal is him coming down. Here, here is a danger. Here is a danger. They are appearing. Was for everyone. Even Tommy Osborne said, "What we have seen, we have never seen it." Men commanded and wanted to associate with Brother Brennan based on the on the appearing, but when he took the corner and announced the coming, the coming is not for everyone. The coming is not for everyone. Come on, Bible Tabernacle. Let me put it this way. People think that the coming of the Lord, they think that it is an event. It's not an event. It's a process. When Jesus was born, it was the first coming. When Jesus went to the temple, it was the first coming. When he was baptized in River Jordan, it was the first coming. When he went to Gethman on Mount Transfiguration, it was the first coming. When he went to Gethman, it was the first coming. When he went to the cross, it was the first coming. When he rose from the dead, it was the first coming. The coming is a process. In your message the rapture, Brother Bram said, as he descends, he does three things. Yeah. There is a shout. Yeah. There is a voice of the archangel. Yeah. Then there is a trumpet. Yeah. Folks, when I was coming there, here, I was on a plane. The plane doesn't just come over the airport and the pilot drops it on the ground. There is what we call the descension. It starts descending. The Lord started descending in 1963. He's still descending. And what is the finalization of his descending when the graves are open and the bride together with the resurrected say are taken up. It is a process. Okay. Some say What do you mean? He has not come. Remember, he comes three times. First, to redeem. Second, to claim. And the third is coming with the bride. That's Revelation 19. Are you still with me? But him coming to claim, it is a secret coming. He comes like a thief in the middle of the night. A thief doesn't announce that I'm here. He comes secretly. Now, you people that claim that he has not come, I want to ask you a question. Because after the seals, Brother Brim in Christ as the minister of God revealed, he comes. Or in the seven church age book, he announces, he says, here's a great secret. The way it is now in the bride, she knows what to do with thou says the law. Then in Christ as the minister of God revealed, he comes. He says now, We are pregnant. Brother, if a brother is overseas and the sister is here, and you say, and the brother maybe is gone, maybe it's a military assignment, maybe he's gone for three years, then you announce and say, the sister is pregnant. What are you trying to say? (laughs) What are you trying to say? Because there is no woman that can be pregnant in the absentia of the husband. If Brother Bram said the bride is pregnant, what does it mean? It means the husband is here. That is why the revelation of the seventh seal when it was opened, there was silence. While there was silence, it was an intimate affair. Come on, you know what I'm talking about. And what, will, what it will take in the end time to overcome is pregnancy. Sisters, you are here. Husbands, you are here. And you that are not married... <laughs> Never ever have a wife that is pregnant when you are broke. I said it. Because she will crave for lint chocolate in the middle of the night. And you have to wake up and make a plan. And you cannot blame her. It is not her that wants lint in the middle of the night, it is because within her there is another body. That is craving for that chocolate. Today, most of you would have not come here. You would have gone to the beach and just relaxed. Why are you here? It's because another boat was craving for the way. And that's why you had to come to the service. And pregnancy changes the diet of a woman. If she used to love brown bread she says I'm done with brown bread I only eat white loaf hallelujah the bride of Jesus Christ because of the pregnancy of the way she's beginning to reject even some ministers and they say you are a great minister but what you are saying is not what the body is craving for So, now as a minister, you understand it's not easy to minister to the bride. Because if what you are delivering is not in line with what is required by the body, a new body, they will reject it. They will even vomit. The bride is vomiting out certain sermons and say that's not what Malachi 4 said that's not according to the revelation of the hour that is why in this hour preaching requires more than coaching brother Brenham it needs the God of William Brenham to be with the minister because if that is not the case you're going to mix up things are you with me and pregnancy. When a woman is pregnant, she doesn't tell everybody. It becomes a secret between her and the husband. Are you still with me? But, as days go by, she will trust in a certain way to hide it. Hallelujah. Maybe have a big belt. But as days go by, She's is increasing the capacity of the belt. Because something is pushing. Not long when it is visible to everyone. She wears a maternity. She doesn't care who's looking. A pregnant woman does not wear a tight fit. A pregnant bride will never wear a tight fit. Come on. Are you reading between the lines here? As the pregnancy progresses and she can't hide it, she doesn't take it anymore. And there is no enough perversion that would make a man in the street to whistle at a pregnant woman. Because a pregnant woman is never attractive to anyone except to the one that is responsible for the pregnancy. We are pregnant. We wanted to hide it. But today, we can't hide it anymore. And ministers, tell evangelists, they've got no interest in the bride. Hallelujah. Why? It's because we're not attractive to them. We are only attractive to the one that is responsible for our status change. I'm working towards closing. The first pregnancy through Eve, it was through sensation. But the pregnancy of Mary, it was without sensation. It was a product of the spoken way. Amen. And in the end time, Brother said, the great mystery of the hour will be the baptism of the Holy Ghost without sensation. Amen. Ah, this one I'm gonna say it. Shouting does not mean you have heavy. Dancing in the spirit does not mean you have heavy. Then what is the evidence that you've got the baptism of the Holy Ghost? Brother Branham says it is when you leave the word of your hour. Are you with me, church? Listen to William Brenham. He says you can be baptized with the Holy Ghost every hour and die and go to hell. Ah, this one. It stumbles Pentecostals in the message. <laughs> baptized by the Holy Ghost every hour and die and go to hell. What do you mean? But the bride understands. It depends on the channel. Because when you are sick. And you get healed, heal. That means the Holy Ghost. touched your body. But you can still die and go to hell. When you come into the service. And a song leader leads song. And you feel you are in the spirit. You are blessed. It's the Holy Spirit touching your spirit. But when the Holy Ghost. Goes beyond the body. Goes beyond the spirit. And get hold of your soul. You have reached a point of no return. That means you will never backslide. That means you will never go back. Even if you go back, God will bring you back. Why? Because God can never disown you anymore. I'm speaking about certain people here. That God will never disown Certain people here have reached a level of infallibility I don't say they don't make mistakes, but they will never fall It's not longer them is God in them How many have reached that level and said so no matter what I am not going back No matter what forward I go Why it is God in me hallelujah come on I, do you know what i'm talking about yes. some of you have had trials, and in your trial satan said why don't you cast god yes. and you had nothing you were like Job, but in your midst of difficulty you said oh before i give up before i throw the towel let me go to bible tabernacle just one more time let me hear one more sermon. Let me go there and read one more book. Let me listen to one more tale. And when you listen to it, after you listen, you stood up and said, Satan, ah, you, you will never make me. Quit the message of the hour. I am a believer. I'm speaking about certain people here. That will never fall some of you satan has given up he caused a problem after a problem but you have a song for every problem you have a quotation for every problem you have a a tale for every problem until satan says to the demons we are wasting our resources on this one hallelujah Hallelujah. I I am glad this morning. I am one of those people that Satan said, I tried this with this guy. I tried that with that. I tried that. But he's still standing. Come on, believers. We are not in the message because we are married. Even if our wives leave us and we are pastors, we will come before the church. And say, she's gone. Elect a new pastor. But I'm going to come to the service. Put another one. I will sit there. And I will say, amen to the way. Because. I'm not a believer. Because I'm a pastor. Come on, sisters. Even if the husband says, you go to that church. I'm done with you. You say, praise be to God. I'm going anyhow. If you leave me, Jesus will never leave me. Hallelujah. Until Satan says, I tried the job. I tried the marriage. I tried finance. Nothing is working. You have now reached a point where Satan is helpless with you. You make Satan numb when he looks at you and says, what manner of a man is this one? What manner of a woman is this one? I think I must stop here so that we continue in the second service. God bless you richly. Okay. amen amen let's worship the lord this morning father we are so thankful once again this morning lord for our ears have heard and truly oh god this morning dear god is the message for nothing thank you father god that you open our eyes to this glorious truth